In a world, four friends, one mission, to bring freedom to everyone involved. Dude, what the f*** are you doing? I'm doing a thing for the podcast. Did you say the name? Fine. It's the Freedom Friends Podcast. Are we still trying to not swear for? Yeah, a are we algorithming? Yeah, or whatever. We, should, we, should, we should not do the swearing. Did it really? Okay. It hundred percent. Well, then we'll do it this way. Uh, welcome to the Freedom Friends. Uh, this show is brought to you by Warfighter Tobacco. You can find all of their tasty morsels uh, down at warfightertobacco.com. And if you use the code uh, FTFO, it'll get you fifteen percent off your order over there. We've got some outstanding friends down at owellness.us. They make tinctures and rubs and. All that CBD goodness that's good for whatever the, is messing with your body. And uh, we love them. You should love them too. And if you use the code FREEDOMFRIENDS25 over there, you'll get a quarter off your order. And then uh, Icy Tech Coolers. For those who get it. Yeah. Just not us. Because apparently we can shout them out. We just can't get a damn cooler. Right. Like that's the. Oh, no. We got so, coolers. Mikey's just got them. Oh, right. Mikey's <laughs> storing them all. Right, that's right. <laughs> but uh, if you go over there and I think it's Freedom Friends. 10. Yeah. Freedom Friends 10. Yeah. We'll get yep. you uh, 10% off your order, but uh, they've got everything from like your little weekender stuff up to the ones that you can put like three or four dead bodies in. So We yeah. put a Justin in one. This is true. Yeah. So I with room. Very cozy. And that was yeah. one of the weekender ones. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, like a- you, you could probably put two chopped up deer in one of those big coolers yeah. or an unchopped up Justin. <laughs> What is that about? That tracks. Think, that 100% tracks. Think yeah. of how many Justins you could fit in. Like if, if we, it was if, chopped up. If we, or just being able to fold you. That's true. We could get probably two or three of you in one of those. That's about 115 pounds right there. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. stack yeah. them like cordwood. Just, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'd be fine. Uh, so yeah, use that coupon code over there. And uh, other than that, according to that clock, I'm allowed to go fuck boys. <laughs> Let's, uh, so having the clock is actually that is mint. I'm here for you, boys. It is. So, so <laughs> we have a couple guests, and uh, what we're referring to though is like we're trying to figure out the face or the YouTube, the YouTube algorithms. Yes. Of if we swear within the first two minutes, they like now really cut down our. Numbers. I looked into it, oh. and it's hard swearing. Well, so it's all the swearing that we you can't do on television. Literally, we used to start in the first 10 seconds with fuck boys. And it fucked us. Yes. So we had, now we have to wait two minutes. <laughs> it was costing us a solid $20 a month in YouTube <laughs> revenue. <laughs> well, I and, will uh, say, I will say also, I saw, an, it is amazing to me, the jump that happens when the, like you get like the green notification that's like, you're good to go. They're like, all right, now you can have views. Like it's, oh yeah, oh yeah, they yeah, they're they hardcore filter hardest. systems. But, nice. yeah. um, but anyways, uh, this is the Freedom Friends. I'm Jazz. That's Dave. Yeah, that's Scott. And John, uh, John and Mikey are out. That is John and Mikey. They both got a tan. <laughs> hard work. It's hard work. Yeah. Uh, so we have a couple it's guests. Not a tan. It's a bronzer. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourselves. LaRon Jones, 4-9 Cigars. 4-9 Cigars. And you guys are located right next to my house. Right next to your house. In Stone TPC Parkway. TCP Parkway in uh, San Antonio. Yes, 22806 U.S. Highway 281 North, Suite 101. Yeah, there's a huge Sweet. shopping center yeah. at uh, 
281 and TPC. Uh, and you guys are tucked away in one of the corners, but oh, yeah. uh, lovely yeah. shop, nice patio. It's a, yeah. it's a good spot. If you yeah. get lost, just look for uh, Bath and Body Works, and we're right there. So tell us, where Uh-oh. did the name Four Nines come from? So <clears throat> it's a long story, but I'm gonna give it all to you right now. Yeah, here we go. So I started uh, EB EB is the other half of Four Nine Cigars. So I should have said introduce myself the right way, so it all makes sense. So I'm the CEO of Fortnite Cigars. EB is a COO, and Laurent is the general manager. But uh, it started with uh, EB and I talking. We were in, uh, in Hawaii talking shit about each other. You know, he's a Marine. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a you know, career <laughs> soldier, and uh, so we we got to you know talking about how many countries we we had you know gone to of our careers, right? And it came. It was 49. Right, we smoking cigars and drinking, and then uh, later on down the road, is the, the you know the number four nine kept reappearing. Uh, guy, a guy just asked you know one day how many years I served in. Uh, it was twenty eight years, and EB had twenty one years, so four nine again, right? So, and I'm a Saints fan, and I would never say for associate myself with forty nine anything. <laughs> so I right. we just stayed with four nine pretty much. That was the running. Yeah, because the year story is the story that I heard. Yeah, the the combined service years because yeah. I, I went by the shop and i met eb okay and chat with him for a while sorry so. about that man <laughs> he was good to me yeah. hey i'm gonna shout out eb, EB. he's eb is our loved, beloved coo we couldn't make it today man he's at the shop working but he's got two strikes against him one former marine yeah two yeah. Yeah. got out as an officer yeah, yeah. also true yeah yeah but he yeah. was enlisted in the marines yeah yeah he and was. then was an army was he enlisted in the army he was enlist- no no he was enlisted in the marine corps Right, and yeah, then, then uh, army officer. No, no. Oh, he, he got out of the Marines. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, he Mustang so, yeah, in the right. Marines yeah. and then transferred over. Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't know how to do manual labor and stuff like. Right. You know, well, that's why that's that where, I could tell. That's yeah. where the command <laughs> specialist. <laughs> that's right. That's where I come. Yeah. Comes into play. <laughs> yeah. That's where I come. Yeah. yeah. So oh, EB bro. got out at what rank? Captain. Captain. Yeah. And you got out at command sergeant major. And Laron, sergeant major. Nice. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And there you have it. And now we're we... all civilians and it doesn't matter. I was about to say, man. That's about as much as we talk about the military right. probably in the last six months, man. We don't, we don't. I mean, matter. we're proud of our service, but we, you know, we're, right. we're proud of our civilian lives. I think our, our audience <laughs> was interested in it. Yeah. Just to know the backstory. Oh, that's good. And then, yeah. uh, so, so how we met is you came into the shop one day and said you were kind of interested. You just got out of the army yeah, and you were kind of interested in starting a cigar lounge. Right. <laughs> and so and Scott was like, fuck it. Yeah. What the fuck ever. No, <laughs> no, no. I was like, I was like, I, I, it was kind of more like good luck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, we had good conversations then. We did. We, we continued them over the last couple of years. It's been good. Yeah. And then we lost touch with each other for, I don't know, about six months or so. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I know, the, they have, he's got a cigar lounge open. I'm like, fucking cool. Because so, we were busy working on that yeah. shit. Yeah, it y'all came like in under lot. the radar, though, because it was like, I heard nothing about you guys opening up. No? And then all of a sudden, I found out here, the Warfighter guys told me, and I was like, all right, I got to get over there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't I didn't hear anything about you guys. You just all of a sudden just kind of appeared, and it was yeah. like, all right. Well. And, and the coolest thing is yeah. three miles from my house. So yeah. It's, um, yeah, y'all had to open up <laughs> after I moved out of that neighborhood, because I used yeah. to literally live on TPC Park. Oh, really? So I lived, I think it was two and a half, three miles from 
that shopping yeah. center. But of course, I moved. Were you that homeless guy under the? That was me. I knew I saw yeah. you before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us about uh, Four Nines. Well, you're like the. You guys have a unique culture. Tell me about the the shop and and I think you guys have a lot of uh, what is it a fraternity, a bunch of fraternity guys that kind of hang out there too is what I've yeah. seen and just a cool vibe. Yeah, I think it's just uh, I'll, I'll let I'll let Ron talk a little bit more about the shop, but I think it's, it's, I'll speak to that. I think we our goal was just to create an environment where everybody could come to feel comfortable and have a good time, smoke cigars, drink whatever you do, right? Uh, I mean, it maybe take you to go to some cigar place that, you know, it's not very welcoming, you know, it kind of, you know, the employees got shitty attitudes, stuff like that. So we kind of, you know, our vision was to have some place where anybody could go. I happen to be a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, Omega Psi Five Fraternity Incorporated. So a lot of my friends come to right. visit, right? So you see that I think on special occasions you see more people come. Well, we we oh, ate a bunch yeah, of fruit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh, I showed shit. up at a really I, good occasion uh, one time, and, yeah. I, and I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott ate the fruit. I ate the he fruit. Ate the fruit. They, they had a grog, pretty much. So yeah. I told you not to eat the fruit. It yeah. was good fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat the fruit. That was a long night, but yeah. So it, that's in the, in a nutshell, and then I, you know, let Ryan, you know, talk specifics on the shop. But, but yeah, that's what you you see. That's what our goal was. So that, I mean, we welcome everybody, man. It's everyone seemed to enjoy it, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so it's just it's been working, and uh, we want, as long as we could keep it that way, keep it, you know, keep it pure, keep it where people, uh, everybody can go and smoke, drink, whatever it is you do, and watch, you know, sports, and just have a good time. That's one thing. First thing that I noticed when I walked into that shop is that it's flipped from most cigar shops you go into. And the priority in that shop is the place to hang out and be there. Yeah. And then there's there's a walk-in humidor and there's everything that you need to enjoy a cigar, but it is not 80% of it was dedicated to retail and then like 20% of it was lounge. Theirs is flipped. Yeah. And it is it is meant to be Yeah. That's where you go. If you're not at home, you're there and it it strikes you if you've been in a, enough cigar shops it strikes you right away when you walk in there. That's like, okay, you can tell where the priority is here. Yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's definitely community first. Yeah. So and that was definitely, that was definitely one of the things we talked about uh, prior to opening. You know, we didn't want to be, you know, cigars are important, of course, in a cigar lounge, but the priority for us is the people, you know, we want, like Garland said, we want everybody to be able to come there and feel welcome, relaxed, you know, everybody's VIP when they come in the door. And and that's just the priority is the people because without the people there is no cigar lounge. Yeah, I want one of those chairs. Yeah, we'll get you one. The lounge chairs are those yeah. things are ridiculous. We'll get you. One. Every time I go there, I have a little, just a little too much fun. Every, <laughs> every time I go, I go there. all I know is that the first <laughs> Last time, night, the first but, uh, time I went in, EB EB made sure that I had a drink and it was thanks to you. So I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Man. But yeah. no, it's a good spot. It's a really, Thanks. really good Thank spot. You. Thank you, you guys definitely, you took the lounge part serious in the cigar yeah. lounge instead of like, oh, we're cigar lounge. See those yeah. four chairs over there? That's that's <laughs> yeah. the lounge. Yeah. And then, four well, chairs, you, one ashtray. Yeah. It, it's funny, uh, you know, almost every other person comes in and says, hey, so is that the VIP area in the back? You know, we're like, right. nah, it, it's all VIP. Right? <laughs> like everybody coming through the door is a VIP. So that's what we appreciate, right? So everyone can come in, like I said, and have the same experience. Right. For the um, low, low price yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we should. I'm going to help you guys out. I'm going to talk about just a little bit of cigar etiquette. 
and I'm going to oh, help you guys out. Thanks. If you go visit a lounge, <laughs> please tell me you're going to say what you're going to say. That is dedicated to people hanging out. I see I see people bring their own cigars all the time, and I don't think you guys have a problem with that. No, with the caveat that you buy a couple and keep their doors open, right? Don't just go hang out and smoke your own cigars. I own a brand. I have my own cigars. Every time I go in there, I buy cigars. And it's to, you know, it's to help the guys out. Like, so if you, if you go to a lounge, support the lounge, don't just go. And that doesn't mean bring, don't bring your own stuff. If you have yeah, something that you you're really it. in the mood to smoke, there's something in their humidor, regardless of the shop. But especially if, you know, you're going to go hang out at a <clears> shop <throat> like theirs. Yeah. There's something in there that either you, A, you haven't had. Yeah. So you can try it and you're going to find something new or there's something in there that you like. Pick it up. What are you? What are you going to be mad? You have another one of those cigars that you like in your humidor, right. like. Yeah. And you guys don't have like the biggest selection, but you have a really good selection. Yeah, right. It's it is very tailored. Very well tailored. Yeah. yeah. This is by design. Like yeah. you said, we, we want something for everybody. So inexpensive to, uh, you know. Fairly, yeah. Fairly. I, I had sticker shock. I went in there yesterday, and he had a new oh, Placencia cigar. Oh, Sixty-five dollars. Oh, the Etafol. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was <laughs> like, ah, not today. It, but yeah. I will have that one eventually. Oh, I yeah. mean, I come on. try. That, that's that's two of the Davidoff that you accidentally bought in Vegas. Oh, that's a shitty oh. story. <laughs> that was in San Francisco, my friend. Oh, that's right. That was in yeah, San Francisco. So I paid a lot of tax on those. Which Davidoff? Which Davidoff? So I walk. I was I was taking my son, who's in the Coast Guard. We were moving him, and uh, I, I happened to spend an evening in San Francisco, and so I and this was kind of through COVID. I went to a cigar lounge. And they had a really good whiskey selection and very few cigars. They had like two cabinets of cigars. Mm. Like it wasn't a very big selection, but I was having a good time with the people next to me, you know, and I said, you know, he was talking about these new Davidoffs that came in and, and, uh, you know, they just got them. And I'm like, well, I'll, I'll take two. And I gave one to the, <laughs> to the guy next to me. And, and, uh, they happened to be the uh, Royales and I paid, $150 per cigar yeah. and then gave one away uh, because I didn't ask him how much they were. I just mm. said, I'll take two of those. But the thing is, is that yeah. what yeah. you bought was a $75 cigar with California's yes. yeah. 68% right excise tax. Yeah. And yeah. San Francisco's, you know, 20% premium on top of that. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Jesus. I haven't smoked mine yet. It's still in my humidor. Yeah, you need there to has wait been till, wait till your seventy fifth birthday to do that. There has yeah. been no, I won't make it that long. So <laughs> few yeah, cigars at that price point that I've had, where I've been able to justify the money. And when you're in the industry long enough, and you know, yeah. any of us that have worked in the industry, you get very lucky that you'll meet guys and they will hand you whatever they're very proud of right now. And so, especially at the show or if you're in the right place at the right time and the right. master, the master blenders around and stuff like that, they'll hand you stuff. Yeah. And you get to smoke these cigars that otherwise you'd never buy. Like right. you're, you're not going to justify it, but you smoke stuff like that. And it's like, how much is this going to be? And they're like, Oh, it's going to be $60 retail or it's going to be $80 retail. Yeah. I have smoked so few at this point that I'm like, yeah, this tastes like 80 bucks. Like right. this is so much better <laughs> than, you know, it's seventeen or eighteen dollars cigar. So, well, the Etafal has been on the shelf for what twelve years, because the first time they tried to bring it out for uh, the World Cup, the deal fell through. So that blend's been sitting there for twelve years. Oh shit! I didn't know. So that. I was in the lounge last Thursday. So what four days ago? And uh, 
they had a $750 cigar wow. on the shelf. Did it light itself? Yeah. It, it better have blown me while I was smoking a damn thing for $750. That better have come with a wet orifice for me to be able to, like, $750. I'm like, is it going to do my taxes afterwards? Like, what the fuck is this thing going to do? There's no way there's anything in this that's worth $750. Well... But somebody will. Yeah, somebody will go in there that's yeah. got more money than sense and <clears throat> yeah. will spend the money. 65, 70 bucks, I'm willing to do it. Yeah, I've, I've spent. It, it, at that point, it's a treat. You know, it's, it's a, a treat. And it, I'm, I'm in for the for experience yeah. and I want to see what it is. Because yeah. when they when blends like that go away, they're gone. They're like gone. You're, you're not going to yeah. find yeah. them anymore. Right. right? Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, well, it, it's an experience that I'm going to have. And, and something like that, too, if you buy a box and put it away, it could be a little bit of an investment, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's possible, yeah. 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 If you're gonna, you know, put it away, not open it. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's like I refuse to call my cigar <clears throat> my gathering of cigars. I refuse to call them a collection. Right. Because a collection insinuates that I don't plan on smoking every single one of those I motherfuckers have, before it's over. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I have true. like three cigars <laughs> that I don't plan on smoking. Uh, is there has there been a time when some somebody's handed you a cigar and you're like, okay, like this is awesome. I'm not smoking this one. I'm just going to put it away and so I can remember the time. Has that happened to you guys? Yeah. But unfortunately, we we're having such a good time. I ended up smoking it. Did you? Anyway, yeah. 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 So I got handed an American by J.C. Newman Jr. Oh. Uh, because I was like, hey, man, I, I love I was at the show. and I'm like, you know, I love the fact that you did an all American made cigar. That's really cool. I wish we could have done that. You know, being warfighter, like yeah. that was, you know, goal, but it's just impossible for somebody like me to pull that off. And uh, he's like, oh, that's really cool. Here, have one, you know. And, and I've had them before, but I'm like, yeah, the one that J.C. Newman Jr. handed me, I'm just going to sit in my humidor for a while. Yeah. There's been <laughs> two opportunities like that that happened to me. And one, I wish I'd been able just to keep it as yeah. like a keepsake. One, I was able to. Now, granted, I was given like 40 of them. So just saving one wasn't that big a deal i'd smoke two boxes worth so right. saving one was no big deal but that one was a this bonkers idea that i had and i was in the dominican republic and i was with lito gomez and i floated this idea by him and so while we were there they bench rolled like 120 of them and i got 40 of them nice and i smoked the first box in the first 30 days because they were still young enough that they didn't go all funky and then the rest of them I stashed away in my humidor and every once in a while I'd go get one. And I've saved one of those. The other cigar. For the event. The, the other one was I was at, at the time it was IPCPR, but whatever, right. the show. And Avo was still around. Yeah. And Avo was walking around the show. And you can tell when Avo was walking around because it was like watching the Red Sea part. Like when Avo would walk, everybody would just move and he could just come through. And Avo had his own cigar. It was the one that he smoked and he had this little dude that followed him around. And when his cigar got low enough, he would hold it out and the guy would take it and just give him another lit one. And I was like, you just have a cigar, bitch. They just walk around and just replace your cigar. It was the coolest shit I'd ever seen. And uh, I never get in a chance. I'd been in the same place at the same time a couple times with him. One was in the DR at the casino there and stuff like that. And it was very in passing. And I just had the opportunity. <clears throat> just happened. I was walking towards him when he's walking and I stopped and was like. First off, I just like to shake your hand. You wrote music for Sinatra, like, and you make outstanding cigars. And I just want to thank you. I just want to shake your hand and say thanks for what you've done for 
this community and, and just everything you've applied yourself, you've been a master at, just want to shake your hand. And he was, then he just goes, hey, I, I really appreciate that. And then he reached in his pocket and he handed me one of his cigars or he held it out and his little dude came around and clipped it and lit it and handed it to him. And he was like, the smoke. <laughs> and I'm smoking the cigar and walking with Avo for like, I don't know, 45 seconds because I right. had to go back to work. But because I was working the show, I wasn't there as a buyer. And uh, so and I was like, I really appreciate it. So I went back and I worked the rest of my booth, like smoking that Avo. And right. uh, and actually Lido came over and was like, what? What are you doing? And I was like, Avo gave me one of his. And he was like, OK, enjoy that. And was like, <laughs> so, but that's one of those cigars that I'm like, fuck, I wish like yeah. I wish he just handed Hand it, to it to me, me yeah. like raw. So I could have just been like, yep, nope, this is going home and I'm just going to keep it. But, you know, to have Avo like, be like, no, we're we're going to smoke this. And I think that's part of the trick is he doesn't want his cigars right. like getting out there. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to get one from him, it's yeah. coming. Cut did, and did lit. It like a, you're going to have a band on it. Uh, It had a. It, I would have called it a secondary band. You know, uh-huh. like the Tatuaje bands, the really right. thin ones. It yeah. was that, and it just had a signature. Uh, that was cool. all that was on it. It yeah. didn't have the, uh, like the color coordination. Yeah. You know, that secondary band the Abos have yeah. that have a signature. It was yeah. just that. Uh-huh. It didn't have the like line band on it, but it was like his stick. And that was part of the deal when he went to Davidoff to make cigars was like, I, you're going to supply me with my own my own shit. And nice. I was like, yeah. man, it's gotta be good to be the king, right? Like, you can just <laughs> so what did you guys bring us? Oh, it's that's a pretty a, damn bottle. Man, that's some tequila. It's some good shit. I'm going to have some. Is that Chintoro? Chintoro. Chintoro, yeah. yeah. I haven't had that one yet. Oh, man, you, oh, yeah, it. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty smooth, man. I, uh, I'm taking the claim that I introduced Scott to sipping tequila. You did. I'm going to go ahead and claim yeah. it. That I because uh, I didn't know <laughs> I I knew I kind of enjoyed tequila but I didn't know like anything about tequila jazz, yeah. jazz kind of put me on that path. There is tequila that is not just felony juice. Like you can just yeah. right. you can sip it. You so can my enjoy son, the flavor. Just yeah. crazy complex. My son, I asked him the other day. I'm like, do you like tequila? And he's like, no. I'm like, because the only time he had tequila was on his 21st birthday, and uh, it was can confirm. Well, I was it was part of that oh, reason. Yeah, it was, it was, was shitty. Uh, uh, oh, you got to tell me this. By the way, it's good to see you, buddy. You got to tell me the story. What happened? Oh, uh, we fed him yeah. shitty tequila and he got drunk. Ooh, oh, that is good. It was, um, oh. no, it was exactly what you expected 21st to do. So he happened to be in town at the time. He was turning 21. Actually, it was a couple days before. Actually. We, we, he was on leave and he was going to be turning 21 like a week later. <clears throat> and so in, t- in Texas, there's a, a law that you can drink in bars with your parents under 21. Yeah. So we, I kind of knew the bar owner. I'm like, hey, you know, this is a situation. He's in the military, whatever. I'm going to miss his 21st birthday. It's like a week from now. He's like, yeah, you can, you know, and uh, he's, he's lucky though, because it rained that night yeah. and we were in an outdoor bar. Yeah. Had it not rained, mm. it would have been way worse. We're not. So everybody essentially just <laughs> took turns, just feeding him shots, feeding him shots. Yeah. And oh, it man. was uh, a. <laughs> So, nice. but this is good tequila if you want to try. Not taking shots tequila. with him, by the way. Yeah, it was left. just getting drinks delivered. Oh, yeah. So, go get a glass. Just try it. Take a sip. See if you like, see if you like good tequila without having to shoot it. Way better. 
It's way better. Yeah. Yeah. Way better. <laughs> yeah. Compared to 1800. Yeah. Yeah. Not all tequila requires salt and lime. Warm, like, in a shot glass and shooting it. Uh, <laughs> but I think I turned you on with, I brought you Herodura. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herodura number one. Yeah. Which is the, and it, it's just, it's a damn fine. It's a silver, but it's, ooh, it's easy to drink. Yep. Like, and then I went to Mexico City and found yep. the Casa de Dragonis. 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 Yeah. yeah. And uh, that is a really good tequila too. If you haven't tried that, I'll bring you in a bottle for you guys to try. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, you Mikey, can now find it more prevalent. Yes. It's everywhere. Casa Azul. Oh, when yeah. you get the chance to get that. It looks like it's in a pepper grinder. Like yeah, it's about this it's tall. A, it's in a white bottle. White bottle. And then and it, there's but a, it looks like, like a pepper grinder. I, I kid you not. Like it looks like you could like spin the top and, and like pepper like would come out the bottom. But, bell on the top. Yeah. But uh, it's a beautiful bottle. But uh, that is good tequila. Yeah. No, it's. This is good tequila. It's got a price I'm, tag I'm on happy it. But it's, it's good. Mm. So this is the Michael Jordan brand. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. So. PCA. No, was it? No, it wasn't PCA. It was uh, we were somewhere Vegas, <clears throat> and the guy told me try it. He's like, "Hey, try this. It's really good." And I was like, "Nah, I'm good." And so, right, I'm standing there bullshitting with him, and he says, "Uh, hey, it's uh Michael Jordan's tequila." And I was like, "I don't give a fuck. He plays basketball. He don't like he don't know." No, shit Michael Jordan's like, a businessman. He's a businessman, <laughs> right? So he's like, "No." He's like, "No, this is not like this is not that like no shit." He took his time with this. Yeah. And uh, he explained the bottle, like the you know the design of the bottle to me, but I, I tried it and I loved it. So I ended up standing there with him like another hour drinking tequila. <laughs> yeah, and so now I, I drink it now. See, yeah. I'm the same way this with you good. though. Every time somebody tells me it's a celebrity liquor, yeah. I'm like, so it sucks. Yeah. Like it's got to be because yeah. they're just selling it on the celebrity name. Yeah, it's, it's not the same as cigars, booze. right? Yeah. They, they said uh, uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, but uh, <clears throat> another one was. Le- uh, LeBron James, like our, he smokes our cigars. I was like, I don't give a fuck. He he plays basketball. I don't yeah. care about his team. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's got a palate, but yeah. you can't sell me a cigar because LeBron celebrity cigars smokes. are the same thing. Yeah. There's a, been a ton of athletes now that have, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, and they don't have anything to do with it. Yeah, but they just they're like, yeah, whatever. You can put my number on it. I don't, I, yeah, I would think, just, just give me ten percent. I would I think some shit. guys are invested in it though. Like some guys will I take think their brands. I think if they have ownership in their brand yeah yeah they probably take it more serious but if it's just like a brand that does a if celebrity you just, if you just license it out yeah. it's a different yeah. story if you uh, don't have anything invested yeah, in it a one of the celebrity of the cigars that i'll make an exception for is that knuckle sandwich the guy fietti cigar that's, yeah. Yeah. it's a good yeah, cigar. A good yeah. cigar like it's just yeah. a legitimately yeah. good cigar yes yeah. but that is technically speaking was done for guy fietti it's like yeah. his that's a celebrity cigar but mm. it's a legitimately good, yeah, stick. That's a good one See, but i think i think tony was telling me that guy fietti was actually in on the blending of that he cigar. He was. He was involved so, in the entire well, process. You know. He probably has a palate. Yeah. I, I, God, I would hope so. I would hope so. Well, you know who he's, you know who he's really, shit. really good friends with, right? Huh. He's really, really good friends with Matt Booth. Mm-hmm. So all of those bracelets that you see Guy Fieri in, that's all Matt Booth's right. silver. Oh, like, that's nice. all Matt's jewelry. So if you don't know and you're familiar with Room 101 Cigars, he actually started... He started as a jewelry company, and there's still a jewelry company. But, yeah. but Matt Booth is really good friends with Guy, so yeah. I'm sure there was quite a few phone calls that, yeah, about sure. how do I make this not suck? 
Right. So, <laughs> no, I think they succeeded. Yeah, they it's did really good. good. Yeah. yeah. There's two of them, right? There's the just, there's Habano three. and a Maduro. Yeah, they yeah. just released oh, yeah. the yeah. second one. Oh yeah, oh, no, they got no, the uh, new a one shade. just came out. Chef yeah. Special. yeah. Yeah, chef yeah, that's, that's a what shade. It is, the chef special. Yeah, yeah, cool. They they started with two. They had the Habano and the Maduro. Maduro, now they got and the, the now they brought the shade out. Yeah, nice. No, I thought the chef special was a Corojo. It's a Corojo. Is yeah. it a Corojo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what got me all excited about it because I'm I'm a little he's, partial. He's to a Corojo. I'm a little partial to that wrapper. He's a Corojo. So. <laughs> I'm a Corojo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> so we used to do a segment called "No Shit, There I Was." And we would lead it in, lead into it, and it was a military story that wasn't like a shoot 'em up story. It was just something ridiculous, something funny that like most civilians don't realize that like in the military, you do some really fucking stupid, dumb, funny shit sometimes. Yeah, yeah but after three and a half years, all of us ran out of stories. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys have like like a funny no shit there I was story? Yeah. Like it can be a barrack story. It can be a like one. We had a guy had to you know emergency shit on a patrol in Iraq, and it yeah. was you know. But you know, so I, I think you got to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. There right? you go. Um, so <clears throat> it's not really. I mean, it's it's funny, but it was funnier when it happened, right? Right. So I I was adamant about never running to a bunker. Okay. I because. Truth be told, I was afraid of I'm afraid of bunkers. Because I always felt like if it took a direct hit and you're in it, it's gonna collapse on you, you fucked anyway, right? Right, right, right. So I'd rather take my chances outside of it. So uh we're we're kinda, you know, away from our where we were. We went to Mosul for this one uh, you know, I don't know, for a couple of days. Right. And foreign place, like not not used to sleeping there, bunker right, you know. On the pad, and uh, on the airfield in Missouri. No, no, not the airfield. It's uh, we were on the. I forget the names of it, but one one side, not the not the big right. crowded side, but the other side. And uh, I was I was uh, fuck, I was tired, you know. So I'm uh, sleep, and I guess it starts to rain rockets and shit. Right. right? So, uh, but just before that, let me let me back up because this was in my in the back of my mind. We were standing outside, and this guy, uh, you know, Kenny, was said, he said, "Hey, what's that?" And I, we look up. And I was like, "Bro, it's a fucking rocket." And you can see it. Oh, you can watch up. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, later on, <clears throat> I'm asleep. Uh, maybe, maybe probably just falling asleep. Uh, and so you know, the rocket storm, right? So uh, I jump up, throw my boots on, and run to the bunker. And I'm sitting in the bunker, and people were quiet. Like they were kind of talking, but then they started to look. Then they got quiet, and I see people like you know talking to themselves, shit, right? Like you know, <laughs> and so I'm standing. I don't know any of this shit. So I stand up every now and then, you know, and then I realize I say, I say "Fuck, it's cold, it's cold." Right? <laughs> so I didn't have a shirt on. I, I was like, and that's when it hit me, right? I'm standing in my underwear <laughs> and boots, and everybody else is like in you know uniform, right. uniform. They got their like. You know, full shit, battle around and shit. And uh, I was like, man, like, what the f- how I'm gonna get out of this shit, right? Well, so no, nobody I, knew your name. They didn't know my name, but <laughs> but I played it cool because you know I was like, I waited, and when, once I really realized it, I sat there for a minute, 
hoping like I was invisible. And then uh it wasn't I that just, dark, brother. Man, it wasn't, bro. It wasn't <laughs> at all. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, and then I hit it up, you know, I just walked out, went back to the, you know, my little transit hut and, you know, right. called it good. But they knew. I mean, I saw some people the next day they kinda laughed about it. Yeah. No shit. They yeah. Were. Yeah. In my underwear. In a bunker. In, in a, a bunker. bunker. Yeah. In Mosul. Yeah. So this is where we find out he wears nothing but banana hammocks. Yeah. They're all like leopard <laughs> 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 It was a yeah. G-string. It was a G-string. monkey or an elephant Just out there just weird. swinging <laughs> hammer in this bunker <laughs> and nothing but combat boots. <laughs> just Cheeks out. Hey, just, hey, hey. just what up? I was, I was lucky it caught me in a night with underwear on, man. I would have really been, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, what, what year was that? This was, uh, oh... Eight. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was in Missoula in three and four. So. Uh, yeah. I never had any underwear ever. Yeah. But I, I kept pants. Just on. combat boots. Just combat. Just, <laughs> just combat boots and a thin coat of Vaseline. No, no. <laughs> and a World War II tanker gas mask. You've seen those <laughs> with it. the long tube that <laughs> would swing when you'd run? Just rubbing yourself with CLP the whole time. Just. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it, it puts the oil on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Laron, what about you? You got a you got a no shit there. I was story. I got no story. Oh bullshit! Oh, I got no story. That is the Laron, biggest Laron, pile of horse shit ever told no on this podcast, man. Okay, all right. So, so. <laughs> you're gonna show up and just lie like yeah. that to people you just met? That's okay. All right. One one training exercise, and I was in the reserve side. We were out in uh, out in the field and. You know how they always tell you, don't drink the fucking milkshake. One day, oh. I drank the fucking milkshake. And it was about, I had to be about two in the morning, and I couldn't find my flashlight. Uh, stomach started gurgling <laughs> and shit, so I, I, I said, oh, I can make it till the morning. So my stomach started gurgling and shit. And um, I said, fuck it, I can't hold it. So we were basically in the middle of a cornfield. Right. And I'm looking around, the ground's hard, so I know I can't dig a hole. So I had to run about about 150 yards. To, it was just one lone tree out there. And so I grabbed, I couldn't find my toilet paper. <laughs> so I grabbed a T-shirt. Yeah. I grabbed a T-shirt. And one of the things I hated was ground shitters. Right. I hate people that would just, I was like, well, ground's hard. I can't dig a fucking hole. It was freezing. So I, I haul ass Where over. Where were we at? We were in uh, somewhere in fucking Farmville, Illinois. Okay. Yeah, it was like one of those weekend dudes. Yeah. We were out there doing bullshit. And so we're out there, and I get I get to the tree, and I'm like, fuck. And there's just, I, I kid you not, there's this one little branch. Just hold us. I said, well, fuck. The power bars. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped trial. I'm holding on this tree and just let loose. And I'm like shivering. Really, I'm like really shivering trying to hold on to this because it was like it was like five below. Right. And I'm just shivering. And so I get down and I clean myself up and I'm just looking like, oh shit, I can't even bury this. So I'm like, well, it's far enough away. Nobody's coming away over here. And sure shit. 
the next morning. Somebody, somebody comes back. Some nasty fuck goes over there, and <laughs> wipes his ass with a t-shirt, and throws it on the fucking ground. Didn't even dig a hole. And I'm just sitting there, just yeah. looking like, nah, just, I'm yeah, just, that nasty that, motherfuckers, that nasty <laughs> sons of bitches. That was the worst time of my life. I said I'll never drink the fucking milkshake from an MRE again <laughs> ever. But it was one of those deals. We had, we didn't have shit yeah. out there. It, it couldn't take pogey bait and all that shit. So yeah. I was like, I need something sweet. So I braved the rapids and I drank the fucking milkshake, and I paid for it you that never, night because oh, never drink the milkshake. Never drink the fucking milkshake. No. And on top of that, they served like that struggling off shit uh, uh, for dinner. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It was it was a bad day in 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 uh, Farmville, Illinois, and, and luckily they did the crop so. <laughs> No farmer right. would run across it. <laughs> it's a good thing y'all didn't like, have to fucking pull a stand to somebody lay in it. Oh, that'd have been wrong. That so, oh, that's what I hated. That happened to me. I see. That happened to me. You started and fucking basic that. training. <laughs> that happened to me. My stand. I go run. First of all, it wasn't mine. It, we, you know, they get you up in the crack of dark, and everybody just going there. I just wanted to find a fucking lean to. I jump in, and I'm fucking there. And my, get my shit ready. And I'm like, fuck, I'm landing in the mud. Oh. My, hand, my hand is on the back of my hand on a pile of shit. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I, it, hopefully it was like raccoon or, or fucking. It, I know it wasn't deer because it wasn't a bunch of pellets. Yeah, at least it wasn't people. It was a fucking whole log. <laughs> I can deal with animal shit. Yeah, Pe- people shit. Yeah. It's a whole other story. I can't do it. I can't do it any shit. <laughs> I can't. Like you see those fucking forestry TV shows where they're out in the fucking wilderness and a guy picks up a pile of dung. All oh, this. This is a really big bear, and he picks yeah. up a pile of shit, he's breaking like, it apart and shit, like, and be like, "Oh, he he's been eating a lot yeah. of fucking berries." And it's like, well, "You're playing with shit, my guy." You're like, what are you doing? And he wipes his face on hot out here. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that shit? It's crazy. It's like, you put all that gear out there to make a fucking pocket knife? Like, fuck. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just nasty. Just nasty. That, that's my, those are my no shit story. Nice. Well, that was a shit story. Yeah, that was actually a shit story. It was literally shit story. <laughs> yeah, there was no no shit, shit about story. it. So, it, it, <laughs> all you hunters, don't be fucking ground shitters. You dig a hole mm. or hold it. You bastards. Mm. <laughs> Just airdrop that from the tree stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see your archery and raise you <laughs> a tree stand pooping. Uh, Justin, you got any current events for us? Um. So did y'all see that uh, your favorite person, Greta, was in the news recently? Which Greta? Uh, Greta Thunberg, I believe, the okay. young one. So are y'all aware who Andrew Tate is? Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, decided to pick a fight with old Greta and was talking shit, saying I got all these cars, blah, blah, blah. And I believe two days later, he was arrested on alleged uh, human trafficking charges and all this shit. And the funny part was when he made the original disc video, he's got like these pizza boxes and shit. And he's talking about, like, I run all my cars. I got all these emissions. I don't even recycle my pizza boxes. And so Greta now has the most 
engaged tweet because she just replied to it and was like, this is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes, right? <laughs> and so everyone's you know like, you picked a fight with a 19-year-old little girl and now you're fucking arrested. And I'm not a Greta fan. No. But good on her. Oh, uh, it was, yeah, was You gotta give credit where credit's yeah. due. Who is that? Who is she? She's the one, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. she's the, the one that got in front of the UN when she was like 14 was like, how dare you deny me my future? Oh. No. Yeah. Like the environmentalist uh, stuff. Yeah. Like supposedly sailing across the Atlantic or something on her own or some shit like that. No, that wasn't her. What they did was they stashed her on a boat so she didn't have to go to school. Yeah. Because she was in international waters. What? Oh, wow. But she was being homeschooled because. What nationality is she? French or? I don't know. Bitch. Well. Swedish or Danish, I think. Greta. That's got to be Swedish, Danish, Greta. Useless. German. German. Uh, you said useless. <laughs> <laughs> so insensitive to the cause. To what cause? <laughs> what is she accomplishing? Recycle your your cigar butts. She <laughs> is yeah. Swedish. Swedish. Yes. Yeah, Jan van der Vuggie. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. From the country that delivers nothing but recyclable furniture. But you have to, you know, figure but, out how to put together. But more cardboard than you could possibly know what to do with. Hmm. Saving the world. Hmm? She's saving, saving the world. world? Yeah. No, Anything else? Uh, it's all the big stuff. I Speaking got, of Greta, I, I actually saw somebody tagged me in it and sent it to me. Somebody made a fucking like $3,800 sex doll oh, that Jesus. looks like Greta. Yeah. Which, uh, that's, that's not creepy. It's terrifying. At all. Wait, no. how old is she? Now she's, she's 19, 19 or 20. Now. Oh. Did somebody made a sex she's doll? She's 20, 20 now. That's her yeah. birthday was like, a week ago. So how how often y'all talk? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough for me to get a doll over. Fucking <laughs> twenty years of stealing oxygen right there. <laughs> God damn! You guys, you guys are. You gonna make me look her up? No, because I. You know, uh, you're better off. You're put, better off not knowing who put, she is. I, Don't I, ask. I, I think put, I'm gonna stick with it. Don't ask. It, Just no, stick with she's it. Play be, the voice she's clip. Gonna, she's gonna be in your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> You were talking about me on that show. You're goddamn right fuck I was. Boy. You're one of those fuck boys. I am a fuck boy. And I'll tell you right now that you should carry around a tree to replace the oxygen you're stealing from everybody else. Well, if she technically if she carried what the was, tree, what was the What was her speech? Then. It was at like an <laughs> a environmental conference or some it's shit. It was the UN. It was the UN? Yeah, it was the UN. And she, she had like a 15-minute speech. About she, at, how, at 14 years old, yeah, talking to the U.S. Man, I can't get one of those now. Yeah, maybe I'll, I mean, well, maybe they'll let me talk. I, I, yeah. I'd reach all you got to do is be a whiny little girl, you can go talk to the U.N. Well, that was that, pretty much yeah. her whole pitch, was it was just shame on you for letting this do you have you have a, a 10 second audio clip of it? We're not set up for audio right uh, now, okay. yeah, but yeah, uh, it's you're not missing out on anything, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Fucking, it's everything yeah. her parents wrote for her, yeah. That was the other thing was she was, I believe, like 14 when she first went viral. And it was like, yeah, this 14-year-old girl's not tracking this shit. Like, she also yeah. hadn't been in school in like three years at that point. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, And she had a weird eye thing. Mm. Still weird. does. Yeah. <laughs> like cross-eyed or what? Yeah, like they're a little too far apart. I don't know. Like the, Spartan, the Spartans would have thrown her back. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> What is with these? Okay, I got. Why do we have ball sacks everywhere? 
Well, Jess has a vagina hanging off I, his I Oh, I, I've, I got, I've got balls and a vagina. I have a blue balls, what? actually. Blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's, it's, I just have a vagina on mine. Really gifts false. from our listeners. Yeah. Yes. Get, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, right. you clearly did not give them the brief before they got here, huh? No. Yeah. I told them to listen before they came on. I don't think they did. Mm. So I listened it's, before. I didn't listen yesterday. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, but when we talked about it, yeah. about it, shit. Oh, yeah. So we've been planning to come up here for a long time, yeah. but yeah, only a couple just months. Not, yeah, it's only but, been a couple <clears throat> months. It hasn't been a long time. Yeah, we talked about yeah. what at grand opening. <laughs> yeah, it's only yeah. been a couple months. That's good, you know. Even before that, when we met, we talked about it right after, yeah. like two years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. And now we're here. Yeah, so yeah, it's only been a couple months. If you're in the San Antonio area, that's that's only yeah. a couple. Look up Four Nines. Go visit their lounge. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah. It's actually a really good place. Yeah. Come by. So And you can bring your cigars, but damn. Hey, buy something. <laughs> buy something. Damn. Let's not have that conversation. Right? right? You know, cigar one on one. you know, Scott mentioned like Scott, you know, he he patronized the uh the lounge. He's uh not only that, like you know, he's mentioned you, everybody knows he's you're a brand owner, but I appreciate the fact that he's a member there, right? He doesn't have to buy cigars, but he does. And we we always tell people that the rule in place is in place for it's not for people with cigar etiquette; it's for those who are lacking it. Yeah, yeah. But the people who lack it just are just unaware of it, right? Some right? of them, but yeah, some of them, yeah, some are just. Yeah. Yeah, but they, you know, we talk to them, we tell them. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's Sorry, an awkward but, conversation, but I think once people understand it, like it, you know, it makes sense to them. It yeah. should make sense to them. My last trip in there was actually when I was going to pick up my dog. Yeah, I was going to pick up my puppy. Yeah. Stopped in, picked up a couple cigars. Yeah. And but you know, it should make out, it should make sense to people, but you still get those ones that want to, you know, it's like a big deal, and you got to oh. you got to got to kind of throw the whole. Well, you wouldn't take a Big Mac to Burger King, would you? Right. You know? Yeah. And you can bring your own cigars because that's what I do. And sometimes when I visit other shops, yeah. I take my cigars that I plan on smoking and then I buy a couple from the shop and right. then I take those back. And well, you got to keep the numbers right at home. home. You know, I mean, if yeah. you take a couple of cigars out, you got to bring a couple home. Right. Right. So, so. As, as a brand owner, when I go into a shop like yours, right? Like I like smoking my own cigars. Like they feel yeah. very... Um, I feel like I'm at home when I'm smoking my own brand, right? Yeah. But I like to try new things. But it feels really weird to me to buy my own brand when yeah. I go into a shop. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, I know it's it's, it's weird, right? Right. But I I like to smoke my own brand. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, but it just it's, feels... it's one of those weird things, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, we buy even when we smoke cigars. In in four nine, will if it if it doesn't come out of my, like the locker or something, right? I buy it if yeah. I pull it off the shelf. And someone was like, "Hey, you you buying a cigar?" And you're like, "Yeah, we fucking we buy it. Yeah, we buy the cigar. You it's called this. accounting, and yeah. accountability, yeah. and right. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can't be a drug dealer and smoke all your crack, right? Well, you could. Oh, you could. You could. Well, you just be a shitty one. <laughs> be a shitty drug dealer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, same goes with cigars. Yeah. We can't just because we, you know, work there and yeah. own it, we can't just grab a stick off the shelf and just do that. 
Man, we smoke a lot of our own product and don't do that. <laughs> As a brand owner, though, it's, different, well, I, yeah. it's a different different set of rules. You, you, yeah. gotta, you can't like buying it off the shelf is just probably be weird. Right? Yeah, but like I but pay I pay it. Dave shit, but he smokes like forty thousand dollars worth of cigars a year. Yeah, so it even salary. Out. <laughs> you must have some higher price cigars than I'm aware we're selling. <laughs> Every time you look up, he's got two cigars lit. He's got one over there. Well, I was standing over there a few minutes ago. I'm going back over yeah, there. So no, every, over oh, yeah. there. Everybody knows I have a rule. If you're here and you're on the show or you're in the shop or whatever, if you're with me, you smoke for free. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I'm a good crack dealer. First one's free. Yeah, get them. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get them. You gotta bring them back oh, yeah. in. Yeah. That's you how you hook bring them. Bring them back in. Yeah. That's how you hook them. So. I'm the same way in my business. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like I sell my hobby, but everything that I want out of my store, I still pay the store for it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. What's your hobby? Uh, I own a tabletop game store and bar. So. Really. Yeah. Called Battle Pub. Yep. So Battle like the. Fucking ring games and no, 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 no. It's oh. like a board games, RPGs, like D and D, games, and oh, okay, board things like that, yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, yeah, those mm-hmm. genre. Ah, where is it at? Where's your? It's inside Rolling Oaks Mall. Okay, so northeast San Antonio. Yeah, that's right off of sixteen oh four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been in there. Yeah, so. you got a ton of shit in there. Got a ton of games in there. Yeah, we're—I mean, we're thirteen thousand square feet. So we host like tournaments and stuff. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're the can now actually wear the crown as the largest game center in Texas. So. What thirteen thousand square feet? You should you <laughs> earned that crown. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we're pretty large, but uh, yeah, but I mean, I still I still pay my location for because I I I play all these games so. I can't just go rip it off the shelf and just be like, yeah, whatever. The store will eat it. Like, yeah, I still no. pay for all of it. So. Yeah. Consumables are a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one other cigar. Back to uh, you know J.C. Newman Jr. giving me one. The other cigar. I was at a cigar lounge. I was drinking a little bit, and they were rolling their own cigars there, and uh, the general manager handed me a cigar that he rolled. I smoked that the other day, Ron. That was a terrible cigar. Thank you very much. It looked it, terrible, but it's it tasted all right. Oh, but it looked terrible. You were. <laughs> it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, you you haven't rolled very many joints in your life. I yeah. can tell. You're not. I, 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 I kind of lost the art. Kind of lost the art. You know. So in the conference room, we're going to get a whole setup from. Nicaragua, a rolling a rolling table and all the shit, and we're gonna be able to roll our own. So, yeah. I will someday hand you an equally shitty cigar, sir. And I will look forward to it. All right, I will look forward to it, and I will critique it as such. All right. I just want a, I just want a table knife. A table knife. The you actual. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I got one of those coming. The yeah. whole thing. Whole I just want one. The the fucking, rolling machine, whatever it is called. Oh, the binding like, machine. Yeah. I can't I get, remember. I There's you. a name for it. I, yeah, just like the table knife has yeah. a specific name for it. It's too, called a Chevetta. It's Chevetta. Yeah, there you go. But uh, if I was any more white, I'd be clear. So remembering all of the rest of the names well, out there is. Uh, I will. I will hand you down my personal Chevetta. 
I will I will get a new one and you can have mine. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I've always wanted one. And out of all the years I spent in the industry, I never got my hands on one. And right. It see, it looks just like a like a some random piece of steel. Yeah. Like looks like a, the, the little looks like an old axe without a handle. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when you see them on like those rollers tables and stuff, and they just look like this like scrap piece, and then you but you could shave with that motherfucker. They're yeah. so damn sharp. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Now they're making uh, like kitchen knives that look just like Chevetta's, but they're. And they're yeah. cool looking. For like cutting really? herbs and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Like, what are you talking about? Ooze? The... No, no, no. That's the actual like fighting knife. This is like, this no, is like I, kitchen knife. Yeah. The, the Ulu was a, was an Inuit uh, kitchen knife, essentially. It's just a half moon with a handle on the top. Yeah. And it just rocks back and forth. All these companies yeah. making kitchen knives for that now. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. All the knives that are coming out are fucking, uh, I got to get a set. Yeah. The ones where you see a guy out in the middle of nowhere and he, t- he chops down a tree and then slices an onion and cuts a steak and right. make the whole meal out in the, out, out his hunting with trip. this one knife with this I, one I have knife. my i have my eyes benchmade does a set of kitchen knives really yeah good yeah. lord i wouldn't want to pay for those they're fucking expensive but right. I my eyes. you've seen that, that steak knife set that, that they make is not a not a sharp knife sir not it's not no so i can play with this right? it's a bayonet but it's a it should be it should be sharp it's that's the sharpest bayonet i've ever played with yeah but as far as a knife goes, it's yeah. yeah. Benchmade makes that set of steak knives. Dude. Yeah, they're they're cool as shit. Of what? And and the what you, the cleaver? They have a like yeah. a really fucking badass cleaver. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I found a guy that does. Uh, he forges his own Damascus, and he's making Damascus kitchens kitchen yeah. knives. But it's like five knives is like six hundred dollars. But Jesus. it comes in a leather like fold up, and they're all in it. And I'm like, I think the Benchmade. Like this set, is worth yeah. it. The Benchmade yeah, set was like over two grand, if I yeah. remember right. Yeah, serial well, killer from from uh, what was that movie? Uh, Hostel. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> just, oh yeah. Well, the guy who just rolls just out the rolls tool out roll. The, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, and it's kind of like that. But there's only six knives in it. It's like or five knives in it. It's like six hundred and forty no, bucks. But once for fingernails, it's yeah, all eyeballs. But it's all hand forged Damascus and stuff. Mm. I met the guy and. Uh, Six to six and a half for five hand forged is not bad. It's at not all. bad. No. It's not. But no, I, I think most I, people I know. look at their kitchen knives and like well, the ones I bought at a Walmart work just fine. I'm like, it, it, sure, yeah, but it's bad. like they'll it's, get you there. But it's just like using a you know a fucking cheap ass cutter on a cigar, right? Yeah, yeah. So I use that same analogy. I was like, you could you can cut your steak with a butter knife, but, but yeah. should you? You know, if but, it's cooked right, it's also part of the yeah. It's also part it's of the experience of it too. Like, yeah. my wife and I both love to cook. Having yeah. good knives in our kitchen is just part of that cooking experience. Like, it's, well, ladies and gentlemen, this conversation is how you know everybody in this conversation is over forty. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> fucking knives. Not right? quite yet. Well, okay, we still have one young pup still in there. Oh no, no, we got like three and a half months, and I'll hit forty. So, oh, really? <laughs> right. man, this is how you know you're getting old. We're talking about kitchen utensils, right? Well, next, we'll probably start talking about our medicine. No, it's, it's <laughs> so far. You take Trazodone? Yeah, I got that too. This <laughs> episode has been about etiquette and good knives. So, oh, like, yeah. It's been yeah. The, yeah, right. So, but uh, I, I am going to say I've kicked off 2023 right. And I, 
I've gotten one of my bucket list items out yeah. of the way, and I now have my motorcycle license. So there you go. I am. What? Oh, you I am very happy to have finally gotten that taken care I of. I have to do that. Oh. I have to do yeah. that. Yeah. 20 well, years I've been saying, like, I'll get it. I'll get around to it. Da, 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 da. Hey, so but all you, you fuckers in the military are still riding around without your license. You know it's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's two fucking days. It's yeah. two days. I, had, I went into it. I had my motorcycle license when I was 17. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah and look, if you if you already know how to ride, you can just go down to DPS, and it's five steps that you have to go through to prove that you're allowed to ride. And I know that because I just took the fucking test. And I will tell you right now, if you can pass that test, that does not mean you should be allowed to ride fucking anywhere. Like it is <laughs> such a fucking joke. Yeah. That test is a joke. Yeah. It, like it it, it so wants you to you, prove that you can do. Are the you basics. trying to talk me into loaning you my bike after? No, I'm, I am confident and I, now I know I need more saddle time and, and I can't do that without a, an accessible bike to yeah. be able to like no, get better you, on. You can borrow mine. What do, but, you, what do you have? That he's got a road star warrior. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, um, man, I mean, I got called out on essentially riding the bike more advanced than I was allowed I was supposed to during the course. Yeah, well, you can't walk a willy on in the course. And, uh, no, it wasn't anything like that. But it was things like, like you ride after you've broken the apex and you're coming back up and your bike is starting to straighten. You can actually you can add the throttle. It will help speed up to straighten the bike yeah. and get it back vert. So I did that on one of the drills and got called out that I rided the bike too quickly. Right. And I was like, what the. It's literally a safer way to ride this fucking thing. And you're telling me I wasn't supposed to do it, but they want you to do everything with like, take all your turns with clutch only. And yeah. it like, it was so, but I almost fight one of I almost fought one of my instructors. Like it was almost <laughs> worth getting kicked out just to bounce my helmet off this dude's face. Like it was almost <laughs> worth it. It like, Jesus, it was so bad. Well, you should have. So <laughs> he was so bad. Three people quit the course. Wow. Really. Wow. Talk about in the course survey, huh? Oh my God. It was awful. And I don't have much of a filter. You've known me for quite no a while sh- now. No shit. Really? Yeah. really? So <laughs> jazz with no filter? You, you don't known, say. Yeah, you've known me for quite a while now, Scott. Yeah. I held my tongue for two and a half days to deal with this motherfucker. Didn't say anything back. Didn't just. Yeah. Okay. Roger that. Just, yep. yep. Just drove. And I was like. And then he gave me my certificate and I had it in my hand, the little, you're good to ride. Like I was good. And they have, it's, it's done by the motorcycle safety foundation, but it was at a Harley dealership and they have these little like dry erase boards and they want you to go right where you feel your knowledge is at the beginning of the course and where you feel it is at the end of the course. Yeah. And at the beginning of it, it was like motorcycle riding skill or whatever. And I put like scale of 10. So I put like a three whatever and i was like okay yeah. at the end of the course i escalated it to like a five <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> thinking like it's on a scale of 10 i'll put it right. at five that shows that like yeah i felt like i was more confident on a motorcycle now that i've gone through this course and he comes around and he's like well jazz you put it at a five why don't you explain what counter steering on a bike is and i was like steering against the lean and in order to increase contact packs and friction on the bikes maintain control during speed and i was like now i know i'm not supposed to know that because that's too advanced of a skill. So why don't you go change the number on that board to whatever the fuck makes your dick wiggle? Because I don't care at this point. Mm. And then he didn't want to talk to me anymore. And I was like, 
like two and a half days and I was like, I'm, I'm, I haven't been in a fight in a while and I'm really thinking <laughs> it's going to be with this fucking guy. But, but yeah, so started the year off, right? One of my bucket list items is done and I nice. have Congratulations. my license. So I'm yeah. very happy about it. Do you guys ride? I do. You do? Well, I, I can't say I ride. I, I have a motorcycle. I have a motorcycle as well. Yeah. I don't ride very much. No. I've you, put more miles on that thing since I moved to Texas than you have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to help with that number. <laughs> I have a, a road glide. It's, it's a 17 road glide. It's probably it's still less than a thousand miles on it. Jesus oh, Christ, man. Goodness. Fix that shit. I ride more. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I need, yeah. I need people like you to hang on to your hanger Queens. Cause yeah. in two or three years, when you decide yeah. like this thing's just taking up too much fucking space and you yeah. want to ditch it, yeah. guys like me can then go and snatch up your bike for a song and it's in perfect condition. Yeah. So. yeah it's, it's still, yeah, it's brand new. Yeah. That's not even but broken. I'm going to give it to my brother. Yeah. Oh, nice. I had another motorcycle before those. I had a, uh, R, R1. Oh yeah. Yeah. I started out with an R6. I'm not that cool yet. No. But hopefully I'll, you know, this year or next year I'll probably get it. Yeah. It's worth it. If you can take the course and you don't get an absolute douchebag, like it's, it's worth taking the course. Yeah. I should have did it when I was in, in the military, but I, I never did. Yeah, in the military, you got to do it. Yeah. Why? Well, they take the fun out of it all. Oh, I mean, yeah, man. But then again, civilian. So did this fucking yeah, guy. So, yeah. And there was two coaches there. The, the other guy, there was bill and fuck i hope you find the show and you can know what just the fucking ass hat i think you fucking are <laughs> and then scott was the other coach and he was awesome and he was one of those ones that actually paid attention to the writers and would come over and give you like little tiny tips that all of a sudden just made everything just infinitely right. easier and stuff like that he was like he was great and he would he would do things like stop the line and like be like hey just Stop looking at what you're doing and look at me. Right. And just trust that the bike is going to do it and stuff like that. Like he was a great, he was a coach. He legitimately yeah. made you a better rider. Had it been like him and fucking anybody else, they could have brought <laughs> fucking Barney out to sing and just have that guy. And I, it'd have been a better course. But uh, if you, if you get a good coach, the, that course is worth it. And you do everything at very low speeds. And it's a lot of like, how to swerve the bike, how to weave it in and out, how to do a U-turn in it, mm -hmm. like very fine control with it. Because the fact of the matter is, is that once a bike's up to speed, it doesn't take a lot. You lean it a little bit and the bike kind of does its thing. Mm -hmm. it, so it's a lot of very low speed exercises for very technical skill stuff. Yeah. Thanks. And it's great for that. After that, though, you need saddle time. So if you either have access to a bike which I'm very lucky that I have a lot of friends that have bikes that have been like, we got you. Don't worry about it. Um, or already have one. Yeah. It's a great thing to lay in all of the foundations of it. But I will tell you right now, after, if you just do that course and take the exam and you have no experience around them, you're not ready to ride. Like it is, yeah. it is. Well, now that I know that somebody's given their bike to their brother, I better use the access that I have. To but just bike. wear it out. <laughs> just wear, wear it, it out. Right. Wear and it the out funny out thing it. is, just keep the fucking seals oiled. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that the bigger bikes are actually easier to ride. I know that yeah. sounds weird, but they just are. They're not as twitchy and they're not as. Well, that's yeah. what people tell me. Cause they I just I ride easier. A, I have this whole complex that, you know, cause I'm not a big guy. And how, how big is your bike? Like, but don't let that scare you. Oh, you got it. No, I got to lower it though. You 
Yeah, I might be a little tall. Yeah, his like you, I don't think you could touch the ground. You bitch. Almost all Harleys are pretty low slung though. Yeah. Almost yeah, all of them are pretty low. Thing. I, I um, feel like I won't be able to hold it up. No, if he told like me, that. what's that new Harley adventure bike that they made? Oh, I don't remember. It's oh. it, that thing. It's like seven feet off the ground. They had them at that dealer because I took mine at a Harley dealership. Those are those are tall on purpose. They need all the yeah, ground all clearance. the shocks and shit. Yeah. Yeah. They I need all the ground clearance. I don't think but, it's so much the height of it. I think it's just the, uh, the, the width, height, the width of it. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest part about riding is when you're going like two miles an hour. Yeah. If you're moving, it's fucking easy. Literally if, anything if, above 10 miles an hour. If you've ever ridden a bicycle. Yeah. It, it's mechanically the same thing. Like understanding that you don't. If you're traveling and you need to turn, you don't just take the wheels and fucking just jerk them to the left. You lean it over. Yeah. If you've ever ridden a bicycle, mechanically, it's the same thing. It's just more power. Yeah. The power is what you have to learn how to modulate. Yeah. Well, I should become a more power, the better. Yeah. I agree with you because I'll tell you right now that thing they had us on <laughs> the, the struggle bus the was two, getting it to to a speed. When that, you learn how to ride doing a burnout, you have enough power. <laughs> well, I suppose. Yeah, probably wrap this bitch. Well, this bitch is brought to you by Warfighter Tobacco. And uh, you can find all their tasty goodies over at uh, warfightertobacco.com. And 4 Nine Cigars. And at 4 Nine Cigars. Uh, go over there. Fucking pay retail for it and support that lounge. We're going to run out of here um, sports before you guys, I think. So. I know. <laughs> well, Snatch I it up not. when you can. Hope not. Well, we got more coming, but I think we're yeah. going to run out. Yeah. And then uh, ohwellness.us. Use that code uh, FreedomFriends25 for a quarter off your order over there. And Icy Tech Coolers for those that get it. Uh, you can use Freedom Friends 10 for uh, 10% off over there. I would raise my glass, but I'm empty as shit. So uh, I don't have a glass. Do you want to? You should try this. I, I want just to, try. but just, I want to do. I just wanna, for the toast. You I don't should. want. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. Do, I'll do a little toast. drop. And then I'll put ice and everything on it because I'm a. Pass, pass that down. A, a Freedom Friends discount. They mentioned that this week. Oh, for you know, a week long. Yeah, a week long. Okay, we can do yeah. that. So if you listen to this podcast, you go to Four Nines and you mention the Freedom Friends podcast. They're going to give you a discount, and it's going to be 2.3% off. 2.1. It's a mystery discount. It's a mystery discount. It depends on whether or not you have any fucking etiquette. They're going to charge They're going to charge you extra because you listen to this mediocre shit. So, uh, hey, but uh, if you want to find out more about Four Nines, check the uh, link in the description. There you go. Yeah, we got all your social medias and stuff all Yeah, check that social media. You guys have a good Instagram. Yeah, we yeah. And even if you're not local, go follow all their stuff and throw them some love. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, on the, four, the 14th, we're having our uh, Cigars for Warrior Drive. McAuliffe Cigar yeah, will be yeah. in the house. And so. Uh, That's good stuff. Come on by. Check out McAuliffe and help us fill up a humidor with cigars to send off to Cigars for Warrior. I got you. Cause, so we do. We have a Cigars for Warrior cigar on our website. And. We have not sent ours off for a couple months, so I have a couple months worth that I will bring and drop off up for your your guys' Cigars for Warriors event. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Thank you, man. So. Yep. Man, that's a pretty, that's a good deal. I, I know we've all benefited from Cigars for Warriors or I, I was I was in like the military it. too quickly. Yeah. I got out in 2007, oh. and I hadn't heard about them then yet. 
Oh. So did you actually get cigars from them? It, we we got them from Cigars for War. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. We we get them from, you know, different you yeah. know, people donating them. But if it's not them, it's somebody like them. You right. Know, that, that yeah. They should take care. Uh, yeah. We actually you, got some. You were in the military before people got patriotic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. I joined before 2003. Yeah. And then I got out in 2007. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But when I got out, it was pretty patriotic when I got out. But, it, you know, yeah. 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 And by the way, if you want to send cigars overseas, get a hold of somebody that's linked up with something like Cigars for Warriors. Because yeah. it's more difficult. Like, you can't just do the whole, like, pick up Italian and send them. They'll never get to anybody. No. Well, yeah. you're not going to know the address. You're not going to know the address. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do any of that kind of stuff. So Some some fucking sergeant major or just, fucking all you're lieutenant doing is, colonel yeah. is going to keep them all. Cigars for work. And if I have learned anything <laughs> I, about I never sergeant. Did. If, I never did. if I have learned anything about sergeant majors is that shit does not trickle down. So <laughs> It might. It might after. Yeah, I was going to say after after they've been picked through. Yeah. Yeah, they may. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, call a place like four nine and be like, Hey, I heard you guys were doing the cigars for warriors thing. Like yeah. it, it be willing to bet one of them. will take your credit card over the phone and be we'll able to take sure, care of it. We'll, make sure, we'll, we'll make sure it's all it's correct. Good. Or you can get a hold of Warfighter and they'll they mm-hmm. kick it into theirs. We have it right on our website. Yep. So you can do it that way. And um, that's the cheapest cigar you can buy <clears throat> on our website is the cigars for warriors. Cigar. Right, Cause it so, goes yeah. directly to them. Yeah. So, um, other than that, I'm going to raise my glass. Say well, thank MP. you to all of you beautiful people. Tink. Cheers, clink. 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 For being my freedom clink. friends. Clink. 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 And uh, three little things. Little words to live by that we like to throw around out here. Davey, hit him with the first one. Oh, that's always smoke on. Scott. Oh, my favorite. Drink on. And God damn it, boys. Freedom, freedom the, the fuck, fuck on. on. Talk to you guys.